0: Welcome to No Room for Phonies. Hello. Podcast episode 54.
1: And it is avoiding. Parenting.
0: I called it avoiding shame in parenting. Okay. Sounds so good. that's what I called it. But before we do that, we're at the end of the year.
1: 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unbelievable. Everybody
0: I'm sure probably thinks that's great. This
1: and is our 24th podcast of 2021. Wow. No, 23rd, because there's one more after this
0: yes um and december the drink is mulled wine and i am going to make some on christmas eve nice a bottle of dry red wine and a quarter cup of brandy or orange liqueur nice we have both an orange peeled and sliced into rounds because you don't want the peel in because the peel is bitter
1: you don't want marmalade (laughs) no you don't want
0: marmalade eight whole cloves two cinnamon sticks and two star anise and two to four tablespoons of sugar or honey or maple syrup. So you combine it all, and it says to never let it boil. Because
1: then it forms that separation. And
0: then 15 minutes or up to three hours, and then you can strain everything out of it and drink it, or you can leave it. So anyway, that's mulled wine, which we will be having. But if you look up mulled wine, like there's a million...
1: I know, there's tons of recipes. Recipes. I like the sound of this one, though, very much.
0: Me too. Uh, I just wanted to recommend Brene Brown's Dare to Lead. And it's actually on her website, but um, there's a leadership assessment on there.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: and there is a book, Dare to Lead, Mm -hmm. and you can become a Dare to Lead facilitator. So I would just recommend everybody looking in that section of her... I've just been listening Her to website.
1: other podcasts, so I'm going to have to go look this yeah, up.
0: Yeah, just go look it up. It's not really a podcast per se, but I think um, it'd There be is cool. a
1: podcast connected to it all, but there's actually two. Eh? Yeah. She has two podcasts.
0: Yeah, she does. So, um, and I want to recommend The Night Circus by Erin Morgenstern. It's a very crazy fantasy thing about a circus so if it's not there's nothing you're not going to learn anything from it it's just if there's you no, like fantasy there's no fiction there's magic in it
1: you read a book with magic mm-hmm. in it oh yeah
0: it's, but that's... there's a relationship part that's very interesting so okay you just want a good read the night circus I... so anyway and now on to avoiding shame in parenting just as a review kind of a thing I wanted to just review what causes shame. And parenting is one of the number one things that causes people shame. Our emotions, the way we look, or money and work, our lack of status, being addicted to something, family, relationship, marriage and intimacy, what we own or we don't own, what we have, our mental and physical health, our social media, which does connect to parenting because... Nowadays, big time. Yeah. And then relationship, friendships, and what's on our calendar, mistakes, lack of a perfect image, and then motherhood and fatherhood also. So but layer that on top of that, layer the fact that what our kids achieve and don't achieve causes us shame at times. Yes. How they behave in public mm-hmm. causes us shame. Can cause us shame. Yep.
1: Yeah, if we allow it to. Uh
0: their innate or lack of innate ability or talent. Mm-hmm. If they're not athletic or, or if
1: they're similar or dissimilar to us in temperament.
0: Yeah. Their okay. abilities and even their disabilities mm-hmm. and their friendships and their invitations. So there's a lot of layers of things that kids can't control that cause shame and kind of build up. Right. Right. And then
1: they can feel it from, right. from us.
0: Right. Yeah. And so, um, these are kinds of things when kids are little that I read. And I mean, I don't know. Um, we tried like we're 25 years, well, 20 years out of like having little kids, having little yeah. kids. And we but, didn't
1: have social media pressures.
0: And we didn't have like this. Uh, um, we had
1: social circles that had different types of pressures. Oh, yeah
0: and parent dif- definitely families and church. definitely different types of parenting from what we did like oh, bed times f- and, and oh, yeah eating and all the kinds of things that we kind of we were more predict- like the first one for sure being in a predictable environment with realistic expectations mm-hmm. like a predictable daily routine enables kids to anticipate what's expected and it's really the beginning of discipline so like for example we had our kids on an eat sleep play when they were infants when they were infants
1: and then bedtimes were 7 30 yeah eight
0: but the thing is you know we need to take them places but we had
1: very routine structure i mean the days weren't Routine from day to day necessarily, but we, yeah, like there were routines around meals and around and time. and there are
0: just times when you have to go do things. Yes, and they have to just come along, but yeah. you can't be. Um, but they're not used to that. No, and and this is where oh stop acting like a baby or stop mm-hmm. that behavior when you know. That normally would, they would be home in a nap, but you've got a, an appointment and you've got to take them and it's at two in the afternoon when they should be in bed. And so you get frustrated and say things that really aren't appropriate mm-hmm. based on what the expectation is, right. right? So um, a lot of times I think parents drop into shaming when they're um, afraid or when they're taking challenging behavior, person when they're taking the behavior personally, like I'm a
1: bad parent because my child is melting down right, right. now,
0: right? Or you're a, or they take it out on, they're shaming the child. Like I'm not talking today about mm-hmm. how to avoid feeling ashamed. I'm have I'm oh more,
1: about how as parents not we, to shame yes, our children. Yes, we need yes. to
0: not take that out on our kids. Right, right? I, I understand
1: absolutely. So
0: when toddlers act out in a class. Um parents then are thought, well, he's a brat or a bully mm-hmm. or a, now you're putting labels. So then when you project those fears onto your kids, then your kid picks up on that tension mm-hmm. and that shaming. So if you're um, and sometimes kids just like if a, if a kid gets angry at you and throws something at you, like you can't take those Things personally. personally, he's not doing it because he dislikes you. He's just doing it because he's frustrated or whatever. And I do see that um, with some of the people that I see with parenting, where they really do talk to their kids about why did you behave that way and not say that was bad.
1: Right. And
0: you're bad.
1: They just ask them to they, verbalize,
0: or that, and they know. might say that's you know that's not acceptable, mm-hmm. and if you. Need to do, like, if you need to throw something, here's your coat, go outside and throw stuff. But it's not appropriate, right? And then I loved this point because it says, um, to avoid shaming your children, respond in the moment calmly like a CEO would in a company. Wow. Because if you're the CEO of a company. You can't, well, you're not supposed to lose it. (laughs) You can't go in and, like, start screaming at people, right? Right. Um, but you have to be confident and commanding Mm -hmm. and efficient
1: and appropriate,
0: right? And you can't really, you really shouldn't get angry or emotional. Mm -hmm. So all these lectures and emotional reactions and scolding and punishments do not
1: just reinforces shame,
0: right? And they create guilt and shame in Mm -hmm. kids. That's Mm -hmm. what they do. So A simple matter of fact, I won't let you do that. If you throw that again, I'm going to take it away.
1: Yeah.
0: And stopping them from doing it, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, going back a little bit to guilt and shame. Like, guilt isn't always a bad thing because that's when... Shame is when you think you are... But I don't
0: think you want to parent kids by making them feel guilty. No,
1: I I didn't mean that.
0: Like, they're, they're talking about your kid does something in the moment. You stop... Mm-hmm. You say this is not acceptable behavior, like Nanny Nine One One. Yeah, and this is going. This is the consequence for that behavior. You are not. I am not letting you do that. You cannot do that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop no shaming you from in doing there that. Yet.
1: There's no shaming in that.
0: No, no. And I understand you're frustrated. I understand you're upset. But you are not doing that. And that's like when mm. when you see those shows like Nanny Nine One One. It's much easier for her, right? Because yeah. she's not.
1: Emotionally invested and well, it's you saw the kid and the parents in those show are often like so insulted that their child yeah. is defined or so or,
0: ashamed of what's happening in their house that they can't even look at it. They're as frozen. A, yeah, they're frozen, Yeah, which we've talked about, mm-hmm. which we've been talking about in another course we're taking. And speak in the first person that used to drive me crazy. Parents often get in the habit of calling themselves "mommy" or "daddy." Like "daddy says," "mommy says," "don't oh, do that." That's oh weird. yeah, <laughs> "mommy doesn't want Emma to hit the dog." No, That's I am telling you not to hit the dog. It is not nice.
1: And well, that's kind of like patronizing. I mean, an adult—if an adult said yeah, that to you—yeah, but it, you'd it feel also patronized.
0: removes you kind of from it. It's—it's it's just a weird. It's not honest and it's not direct. No. So I like to, like for me, I like to always be looking for that tiny moment when the child is going to do the kind, compassionate thing. Well, that was really kind. Mm-hmm. Ooh, was that kind? I don't think that was very kind. Yeah. And then they kind of go, oh, yeah, maybe it wasn't. Are you upset? Are you frustrated? What's making you act in this way that isn't very kind? Mm-hmm. I mean... Yep. And this person says no time out.
1: Who? This author you've yeah. been reading?
0: Time out of what? Time out of life. Like she didn't believe in gimmicks. This well,
1: I don't believe time out is a gimmick. It worked effectively for our uh-huh. kids. We just figured out how the timeout was different. One child wanted to be with us, so time out was being away, and the other kid didn't want to be with but us, the, so time they're out was being about, with us and
0: quiet. <laughs> but their talk. Um, if a child misbehaves in a public situation, the child is usually indicating he's tired. And oh, there's the no leave. time out in a public place. No. no, So you just pick them up and leave. That's respectful, right? You don't let your kid... Well, know. if
1: if you or I are out together in public and you're starting to have a struggle or a hard time, I'm coming up to you and say, do you want to go home now? Yes. So the children should be afforded yes. the same.
0: Yeah, it's, I think it's time for us to go. Yeah. Like, whatever. And then um, also, like, anticipating... Okay, I've been here for two hours. So at about ten to the two hours, you start getting your child ready for the transition to going home mm-hmm. because it really does make sense to go home yeah. from somewhere wherever. I it mean, is occasionally, and like you can, right? and sometimes you can't. But then that's Holidays, the moment where you go, traveling. where you go. Okay, what do I have in my bag of tricks? Yeah you know, do I have enough snacks and water and something to keep them occupied? And it doesn't have to be a tablet, but something to keep them off. <laughs> and uh, consequences are, are, Well, I
1: think the tablet is the default when people aren't prepared, they haven't packed a bag. of Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: or they yeah. just pack that because it's easy. Yeah. But, right. Yeah. And I think you can avoid a guilt and shame in parenting by just having logical consequences. Like if the Food is being thrown, then mealtime is over. You're done. Yeah. And if they refuse to get dressed, then we're not going to the park. Right. If you, you know, these are just... All the logical consequences. Logical consequences. Of consequences. <laughs> What's going to happen. But it also doesn't feel like you're trying to manipulate or shame right. the child. And I'm not saying you never do that. I need you. Grandma wants this picture of our family and you're being crazy. I'm going to buy you a... Yeah. Something if you just sit, smile, so we can get this picture done. Yeah. Right? Like, mm-hmm. there are moments for it. But mm-hmm. I'm just talking about umbrella. This is really not how we do things. Yeah. We don't manipulate, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't be disciplined in kids for crying.
1: Unless it's whiny, fake drama. Not
0: whining, <laughs> but crying.
1: Well, legitimate crying. I mean, you can tell, tell the difference between... Yeah. Like there's that mopey sobbing because they're yeah, not getting they, their own they way. Yeah, but they can
0: express anger, frustration, confusion, exhaustion, I guess it's, ha- it's, it's walking
1: them through naming what it yeah. is. Because if, they, if, they're, if they're snuffling and sniffing around and and you just oh, say, stop crying. Know. But instead of say okay, what is it? But wrong? even when
0: a child is whining, you can't just say to them, okay, stop whining. <laughs> You can't. You can't. I, what did I, we do for we did. 20 something years? Uh, we did. But I think for me, like when I look at that, I would often say, can you tell me what you need? What is it that you need from yeah. me? Because you're whining. And then we can discover whether I can even give you what you need. Or are you just whining because you're tired or you're whatever? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would say to them, you're whining. You're acting tired. So if you don't want to go to bed... It's not your bedtime, but yeah. you're acting whiny. If you don't want to go to bed early, then I need you to stop mm-hmm. or tell me what you need. Mm-hmm. So it's all very like and then unconditional love we can't withdraw love or say you know um No, like you No, know, I'm trying to think of a line um, withdrawing our affection well I'm not going to uh, no hugs for you because you're not yeah no be, that would be terrible you know that devastating yeah or the silent treatment to a child when yeah. they're not like you can't withdraw affection uncond- because then um, kids grow to resent and distrust and dislike their parents and feel guilt and shame and Worse than that, their self-worth. They're yeah. S- yeah. So you can't do that. And this it's person says the most damaging of all relationships of trust are spankings because it's violent. It's mm-hmm. a predictor of violent behavior. So the goal is inner discipline, self-confidence, and joy in the act of cooperation. So I just think... Um, they, you know, they they quote studies about and that it's not particularly. Well, I'm not a violent
1: person, and I was spanked.
0: No, I know, <laughs> I know, and but that's just how people did things. I, know. I don't know, but I wasn't. Spanked, but I also, but I wasn't
1: spanked willy-nilly really for every single thing I did. No. It was very much the most serious things, yes. like telling a lie. Yes. Or hurting my sibling or something that like, I might get, which is well, ironic that I'd get in, spanked for hurting somebody, but.
0: But it it, I think when it, when you talk about it in that in terms of that, it's like, well, you've disrespected someone else, so I'm gonna dis. Uh, it's dis. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna make
1: you feel like what like it's like. Like disrespect. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's we wouldn't have done that spank no. that way, but.
0: Yeah. So. But I mean, the
1: thing is, spanking covers a lot of behaviors yes, like right there's a huge like 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 the kid that's walking past the couch and the dad just whacks them because you, you're in my way yes like and i also
0: think that um you know a kid goes to cut touch something hot and you slap their hand yeah. is a lot different than yes, than a spanking you know, yeah but so and i mean i think most generally spanking yeah. is well frowned we avoid upon. We, avoided we avoided it, it. Um, so if you want to avoid shame in parenting, um, you have to love your child and make sure that they know that no means no, Mm -hmm. but you know, in a, in a kind, kindness.
1: Right. And, and if they, if it isn't time to have a long discussion at that point, it's like no means no. And tomorrow we can talk about why and how you're Mm -hmm. feeling, how you felt about it. Mm -hmm. But right right now it's no. Yeah.
0: You know, and uh,
1: And that's different than saying because I told you so Yes, because it,
0: that's that doesn't help. No. So if you want to avoid shame and parenting, one of the things that I read about is letting children do things for themselves. Build self confidence. self confidence. We want them
1: to be independent. I mean overall, that's the art overarching goal.
0: And try not to judge your children's choices. You that's think
1: easier said than done. Yeah. Especially but, as they get older.
0: Yeah, I'm going to talk about adult children in a little while. but You mean later today? Or? Yeah, today. Oh, okay. But, you know, try to say, oh, you're choosing that over that. Like, with if you gave them a choice, let them make their choice. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I used to say you can do this or this or this. And I think, oh, please pick two. Please pick two. Please pick two. But they pick one or three. <laughs> <laughs> and just, that's, you just well, got to live with it, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, allow them to feel their feelings and develop strategies to manage their feelings. I'm not just saying let these kids, because I've also been around kids where they, oh, just let them feel their feelings. No, because as they age, they should be getting better and better at managing their feelings so that everything is not this big heightened
1: drama, drama all the time. Yes. So it's not about squelching your feelings and holding them in in unhealthy ways. It's about finding, well, it's learning to whom you can share your feelings at the right time and who yes. are who are your trusted. Yes. Cuz you shouldn't trust everybody with all no. your feelings.
0: No. And you know, you should know that sometimes you just might have to hold something in until you get home from school and then say to mom and dad, yeah. I was really angry today or I was really upset today when this happened so that you can talk it through. Yeah. But and uh, I think the other thing is is about checking your expectations at the door. Don't have zero. find your have zero and well, Oh no,
1: we had a, you you want to have some expectations. expectations
0: of your children, yes. but Your expectations for yourself, like be like, you're not finding your joy and fulfillment in your children and what they're doing. You're just letting them grow. Like those are
1: those are the stories. uh, Sorry, of the women who have a hard time with empty nesting because they have no more children to take care of. Yeah, and also like that movie. We and
0: also the perfect. facebook picture or whatever and now i can't get this picture for face like Mm -hmm. you know like life isn't about posing your kids so that you you put them online and they look wonderful right because those are just yeah they're not even we know that half of what's on facebook isn't even true
1: right and then if you don't get a first day of school picture one -hmm. year oh well
0: make sure that you discuss instead of ordering or giving advice and we've you know we're kind of have talked about that mm-hmm. um and then talking about your kids with other people and like as your kids get older they'll know if you're oh you had this big discussion with grandma about me and my behavior well how about you just talk to me or if right. you think grandma has some insight send her over mm-hmm. but don't sit and talk about me behind my back right because that's it is disrespectful, mm-hmm. and kids will feel, feel ashamed. Yeah, like you have and to. And they'll pick up the vibe that yeah. they've been gossiped about. Yeah, yeah. And um, not laughing at your child. Like.
1: Yeah. No. Like that. Like cruel.
0: Yeah. Laughing you know everybody has to be in on the joke for it to be funny Mm -hmm. like I used to say that at school all the time well we were kidding well he over there is not laughing Mm -hmm. so I mean that's where it's kind of sad and the act your age line is probably the most shameful one one of the most shameful ones Mm -hmm. you can use right like yeah because
1: well all of us at times feel vulnerable and Weak or scared. Yeah. And if you label it act your age, then you're, you are going to feel shamed and yourself, I, I think your so. self concept would be wounded from that.
0: Yeah. I, I think so. I think it's, it's diff- definitely difficult to, um,
1: oh, and this is where the shaming of boys starts. Yeah. Be a man.
0: Yeah. Be a man. You know, you big, boys don't big boys don't cry. don't cry. You know, and girls are, girls, you know, have, and this is all the body weight shaming. Like, I, mm-hmm. I made a post about that, right? All the body weight shaming and what it does to kids. It yeah. makes them suicidal. Yeah. And I mean, I think boys suffer with, from some body no, shaming. Well, more
1: and more, apparently, it's happening more and more.
0: So, I mean, and I think that you need to have, um, like, I need, I think you have to have a lot of grace for yourself as a parent. I think being a parent is a really hard well, job. Well, I think
1: listening to these things, I'm like going through my head, wow, I made some mistakes and I could start shame, be feeling shame just because I'm not me- measuring up to what we're talking about or that yeah. I haven't consistently But I think
0: up. I think what it is about mostly is that overall, you were committed to giving your kids respect and space, and letting them make mistakes, mm. and not, you know, and and guiding them in by, you know, letting them think about their behavior rather than just saying that's wrong and you're bad, right? Because it's not, it's not, you know, it just doesn't help, right? But not also allowing, like I we used I we used to say, well you know, ki- I don't, you know, and when I'm with all these little kids that I spend time with, I don't want to just let them be bratty. No. Because I don't want them to have to be like that Well, in life. It's remember, not Remember, Remember
1: the story in the book about boundaries where the, the neighbor had a, a, he was an adult but the 12 year old boy was melting down about nobody wanted to play with him on the street and he was miserable and so he asked him, "Well, why do you think people don't really want to play with you?" And and he said, "I don't know." And he said, "Well, I've been watching you. You know, you were doing this, and you were p- calling that girl names, and you were, you know, tapping on that boy's head. And so if you keep doing those things, people aren't going to like you." And the boy had like never even so right, it, you know. And he said, "But if you keep doing that, then that's how you're. It's going to be for you."
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: you. Do, but if we don't want our kids to be bratty.
0: Well, wow. and the other thing is if we want our kids to have a moral compass, to have some values and beliefs, we have to instill those in them. And mm-hmm. you don't instill, nobody learn like, let's use church as an example. Nobody learns values and beliefs by how, having somebody yell them at you no. from the front of a You learn that by modeling. So what do you want your kids to be like is what you're modeling for them. I'm modeling listening. I'm modeling kindness. I'm modeling integrity and honesty. Like I'm going to tell you. Right.
1: And even you can model self-regulation. Yes. Like daddy needs a time out right now. I'm
0: walking away (laughs) because right now I, I might say. Something I feel I feel that more sometimes when, as our children are adults, than I did when they were kids. Yeah, so I think I need segue. to walk away <laughs> right now because I might say something that. So you know. I think with our adult children, sometimes we come to the rescue too quickly. With our little children as well, sometimes you need to step back and let them work through stuff. Well, it's so different.
1: Like our generation, our parents had no involvement after we were like 18, 19, really. And we didn't share with them. But now that we're creating this culture of openness and sharing, now our adult children are sharing with us. Right. And sometimes it's just sharing. It's not Mm -hmm. asking for advice or input. Mm But that's where we come into the rescue, too. Yeah.
0: Like, just sit back and listen, like you would a friend. Yeah. I mean,
1: right? Exactly, yeah.
0: Because not everybody's always looking for a solution. No. And sometimes I'll say to my adult children, what do you need from me? Mm -hmm. And if they say nothing, then it's nothing. Yeah. Um, I think that we have to be careful not to neglect our own physical and mental health.
1: As parents. As
0: parents. Because... When we get overtired, when we're not physically up to the challenge, when we haven't taken any time that's for ourselves, that's when things fall apart. That's when we start the yelling and the da da da, and you're this and you're bad, and go to your room and. But
1: sometimes life circumstances are just overwhelming, and you can't help it for maybe up to months at a time when yeah. you're. Yeah, and I think then you have to find
0: ways to
1: have a f- healthy outlets. Yeah, and, and
0: be honest and just say I'm struggling right now. And I hopefully, yeah. hopefully you have someone in your life that. And I think a lot of, um, for a lot of women particularly, it's really hard to say I'm struggling right now because as the expectation parent, yeah, is that you're supposed to be, and then you're ashamed that you're struggling, mm-hmm. and then.
1: It just circles. It back.
0: circles, and then, and you can't keep that kind of momentum mm. up. And At some point, you've got to say, "I need a break. Like, I need some help mm-hmm. here, right?" And this
1: is like in in November. Well, in November, the November Movement to support men's health and mental health is talking about the men who seem to be such all together family guys, and then mm-hmm. they go and commit suicide. Mm-hmm. It's because they are ashamed that they haven't been able to hold it together. And they think they're failing and that they're weak. And And it could be financially, but it could also just be That's one of the things I think that I've learned
0: to say to our kids particularly is, are you okay? Like, should I be worried? Are you okay? I'm checking in on your mental health right now. Mm -hmm. So um, we can't take the blame for our kids' struggles and failures, everybody, because then we start bringing a whole different emotion. We bring shame to the mix. Yeah. our own shame and then that layer of shame. Now I've made mom and dad ashamed. Now they're like now there's no going forward. Now everybody's just ashamed and
1: and hit. Yeah. hit a wall.
0: And then you're not you can't move forward from that because yeah. everybody's just in this whatever. And shame uh, again I'm going to say this again that shame is linked to fear and also codependency Mm -hmm. and I wanted to talk about that for a little bit the whole idea of codependency because I've seen it in people that I love and their relationships with their family and they can't break out of that cycle of codependency of just enabling that person to even to the point of physically hurting them Mm -hmm. and can't stop and say, this is wrong, you need to get some help, you need to get yourself figured out because I have to step out of this because I can't allow, I can't neglect my own physical and mental health for you. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I can't keep giving you money and I can't keep doing this and doing that and doing whatever. I know. And the reason that we don't do that is because we're afraid what's going to happen. Because particularly in some cases where the codependency has gone on for years and years and yeah. years and years and years. Sometimes and sometimes
1: then there's fine that the finances get enmeshed in it too. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, I mean... I would one hundred percent say that if you are unable to step away from somebody and say i this is over my head I can't help you with this anymore you need to get help yeah then mm-hmm. you are enabling and co and that per- there's a codependency yeah
1: and you need to look for help yourself yeah for. Help with boundaries and for breaking codependency mm-hmm. in a healthy way.
0: Like, you need to get a counselor to help you. Yeah. Because codependency, if you well, have been. I'm not telling
1: my story tonight, but, you know, I had to break that codependent cycle with, with your with mom. With my mom. Yeah. yeah. So, and but we, we did it through we did boundaries. It, we did it with the help with, of a therapist, a yeah. counselor, and we had boundaries and. You know five or six years down the road, she admitted that it was better that mm-hmm. we had done that than if we had continued,
0: yeah, and it was very co it was you were in a particularly yeah, oh, an, not you. emotionally codependent relationship with yeah. your mom, yeah because well there was
1: there was both narcissism and gas, and gaslighting mm-hmm. and not the narcissist that you read of of like the the typical male.
0: But I, I'm going to go back to think about the things that, you know, just as a sort of an ending thing, yep. thinking about um, using logical consequences, being straightforward and honest with your kids and, um, you know, responding in the moment calmly and dealing with situations as they come and not putting those. Oh, you're so bad. You're so those labels on kids and not taking their behavior personally. I
1: think taking the behavior personally is, is dramatizing it. It's yes. Right. Then it's just all this drama. Yes. So just, it just, just, but I
0: liked that line like a CEO. Yeah. Okay. I'm handling this. Yeah, we have
1: to picture like a good CEO, a good CEO, not like a tyrant, because they're a tyrant CEO. Yeah, but
0: just kind of like, okay, this is a problem. Yes, this is not appropriate. Mm. You can't do this. But this is what you're going to do to fix it. This is how we're going to move past it. So, I mean, and then when you do all that, then you don't get enmeshed in it because Mm. you're um, empowering your child to grow into being able to solve their own problems and regulate their own emotions and do the things that they need to do to be a human being. Right.
1: And then you can maintain an adult adult relationship that's respectful and yes. still full of friendship love caring
0: yes but you don't have this person that's been enabled since they were two to never be able to regulate or deal with or Mm -hmm. accept the consequences of their behavior or not you know like all that stuff and if that behavior think of what that their behavior is like between two to five
1: (laughs) multiply that times 20 (laughs) by that by a
0: thousand a thousand right and now you've got a uh, a young adult who's two year old committing crimes yeah. and doing all kinds of stuff. I know that's extreme, but yeah.
1: but it happens
0: because if you can't control, like if you can't control your child, control is maybe the wrong word. If you can't, you know, direct, direct steer.
1: If you know can't right
0: help your child to grow yeah. up mm-hmm. into a respectful, honest, kind.
1: Oh, there you go. Raise a child in the way he or she should go. Right? That's what we're. Yeah. That's what we're doing.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: We're raising a child in the way, like, not that we're superimposing. No, uh, it's the way that
0: they th- choose to go. They to choose. To they go. choose to go. I mean, beyond developing a moral compass and all those other things, mm-hmm. it's a matter of being the kind of person to your child as an adult that you want them to be as an adult to other people. Yeah. So, yeah, so there it is, avoiding shame in parenting. And I'm calling, we're, we'll be back on um, December 30th, and I'm calling it Courage for Changing Times.
1: That sounds just like what we're facing.
0: Because <laughs> I believe that the times are changing, and I believe we need to be able to be courageous in our conversations and our decisions and our ways of being people Yep. in order to get through in this. And negotiating
1: all the changes that are coming our way. Mm-hmm. Inevitably. Every day,
0: all the time. So, parenting is hard. Thanks for joining us for Avoiding Shame in Parenting here at No Room for Phonies. Please check out the website.
1: NoRoomForPhonies.com and the number on four. all the social media channels,
0: and all the social, and I'm going to start promoting some of the things that are actually on the website. Yep, in, on social media, not just the so podcast, you, not just the podcast, so mm-hmm. that you can see like some of the other projects that yeah, and some of the, the, that, that, uh, yeah. some of the there's some really really good recipes on there and mm-hmm. things to make and do and think about in gardening. I mean, gardening not right now because it's pretty wintry out there, but or, actually it's not wintry. right now <laughs> But anyway, so check out the website. Thanks for joining us for No Room for Phonies, Avoiding Shame in Parenting. Good night.